0: All right, so you go ahead and grab your Bibles, open up to Luke. Um, we're looking at verses 44 through 49. While you're doing that, I'll tell you about a little encounter I had. You, you really never know when you're going to encounter a gospel conversation. For me, it was this last weekend. <clears throat> I was officiating a wedding, <clears throat> and I love doing weddings. I really enjoy the premarital counseling process, and then the wedding ceremony itself is exciting, it's enjoyable, it's really neat, special, memorable, all that, and um, so I did this wedding, and, and I enjoyed it. What I don't enjoy about weddings is the dancing afterward, and I don't know if you knew that about me or not, I think I've maybe shared that before, but I just do not like to dance. In fact, I don't even like to say it that way, I, I don't. it's not that I don't like it, it's that I strongly this like everything about it for my participation in it my wife on the other hand loves to dance in fact when music comes on it's just like natural like things start moving she gets this face and then her body just acts just does things, and it looks cool, and uh, sh- so she's out there, like, we're sitting there, the wedding's over, <clears throat> and sitting there, the music comes on, boom, she's there, and she's busting a move out on the dance floor, I'm sitting there drinking some bad-tasting coffee, and, and um, after a couple songs, I'm thinking, I gotta get out of here, or else I'm gonna get roped into the dance floor. So I get up. And I walk out to the lobby area and I pretend like I'm doing something important on my phone. I'm just like avoiding the situation. I'm out there for like two minutes and these two guys come busting through the doors like junior hires. They come running in and one of them just blazes right past me. And the other one like looks at me and I'm like, hey, what you doing? And he's like, we're looking for more alcohol. And I was like, oh, really? And... Um, Great, you know, I I don't know, he he, but he wanted to talk more after that, and so I was I was ready to talk more. We ended up having this ten minute conversation, I don't know, fifteen minute conversation, and he just started asking questions, and um, we had a we had a gospel conversation there in the lobby. It got me out of fifteen minutes of dancing time. And it was a great opportunity to uh, point him to God's word. And I share the story because that was this last weekend. I didn't necessarily plan on that happening, but it happened. And uh, I, I think as a Christian, I'm called to be ready uh, for that kind of conversation. I think you are too. And so I want to spend some time tonight thinking about uh, just what it looks like for us to be in a state of readiness to share Uh, when the opportunity presents itself, and uh, we stumble upon it like that, and then also when we go out and seek an opportunity to share. And uh, the sermon from the weekend was a strong call to share the biblical gospel. As Christians, uh, we are called to represent Christ in the world, and uh, we do that by understanding the true and accurate biblical gospel and then sharing it with the watching world. And so the first point from the weekend was to keep our evangelism biblical and Pastor Mike talked about the severity of the message and the Bible uses strong words to describe the gospel and this is not a self-focused, make my life better message. It is primarily a message about getting right with a a holy and just God of the universe. And so our biblical gospel ought to be God-centered and not man-centered. That was kind of point number one. Point number two was to don't leave out any of the essentials. Some of those hard words, we ought to Communicate and convey the bad news. There is a problem between you and God. And if you're not right with God, the wrath of God remains on you. And so Acts chapter 20 uses the word repentance. And uh, it's a great word to describe what needs to happen. We need to turn away from sin and turn to faith in Christ. So don't leave out any of the essentials of the gospel when we share it. And then point number three was to trust in God's power to save. And um, he shared a great illustration of the power of a grenade. Anyone can throw their grenade; it's going to explode, regardless of whether it's a five-year-old or a professional pitcher who throws it. It's a great analogy, and it describes the power of uh, the the object the grenade. And what we have in the biblical gospel is a powerful message that any person can share regardless of how um, eloquently we speak, regardless of how well we feel like we say it. The biblical gospel is powerful to save. And so we just need to be faithful by trusting God, be faithful to go and to share it. And so this is really good stuff for us to talk about in groups because I think as a marriage ministry, we have a great opportunity to talk about how we can team up in our marriages, team up as husband and wife, to do this better and more effectively. And so, I want you to think about a couple things here. One, how do you team up for evangelism with your spouse? When Bethany has a gospel conversation or enters into some sort of a relationship with someone where she's able to share the gospel, I feel like I'm a part of that. Um, That's... Between Bethany and this person, but I'm on her team. We we are teammates in life, and so if she's having a conversation, it's important to me, and I want to help in any way I can. I think there's some different ways I can do that. Um, Maybe it's just in the moment I can take the kids out of the room and free her up to talk. Maybe I can just take some time while I'm seeing her across the room. I can pray for her. I can intercede. I can, I can go to God on her behalf right then and there in the room. Um, maybe it's stepping into the conversation and coming to her aid at just the right time or backing her up or um, talking with her afterward to see how it went, encouraging her to follow up, encouraging her to be bold, uh, praying with her after the fact. I mean, there, there are a number of ways that I can support her and help her and team up with her in that process. She knows I've got her back. I'm right there with her. And a a, a win for her is a win for me because we are on the same team. And I think she does the same for me. So we want to team up when it comes to evangelism. I think also we have very different personalities. And so Bethany ends up getting our team, her and I, into relationships with people that I might not have if she weren't my team member. So like, this is a regular occurrence at our house. If we're out of any any ingredient for something that we're making, Bethany is the first to volunteer to go knock on the neighbor's door and get it. I mean, this has happened like a thousand times. I don't know if I've ever done this in my life, but she's like, oh, we need an egg. I'll go. And she's gone for like 20 minutes. And she's out knocking on different neighbor's doors, asking if she can borrow an egg and And, uh, or a spoonful of whatever. And, um, that, that's just who she is. She's really neighborly. She's really out there when she sees her neighbors, she's yelling across the streets. She would love it if all of the houses next to us, just, there were no fences and we all just had this communal backyard and everyone's space is everyone else's space and your toys are my toys and, and all this stuff. Like, and so she gets us into conversations with neighbors that, um, that maybe I wouldn't have if, if she weren't on my team. And I think I get her into conversations that she wouldn't have if she weren't on my team. And so that, that's another sense in which we can team up as husband and wife for the, the shared goal of representing Christ, telling someone about Christ. This is a really neat opportunity we have being married. It gives us an advantage. Uh, it's, it's, it's a help to us in that sort of way. So team up. That, that's one concept that I think uh, we ought to apply in our marriages. I think another is to look for opportunities as husband and wife. Particularly, I'm thinking about opportunities that we have with kids to share the gospel. Opportunities that we have with family to share the gospel. And then these neighbors and, and sports teams and other you know, people that we have in our lives. But um, as a couple, think about the unique opportunities you have. And when it comes to kids, we ought to be really intentional to think about how, when, and where we are sharing the gospel with our kids. Under our roofs, in our houses, what's what's your plan for that? What's your long-term strategy for communicating, explaining, sharing, showing the gospel to your kids same thing with family. This is where we can really help each other a lot. Uh, we're we're going to a family dinner. All the all the you know different relatives are coming together. We'll talk in the car or we'll pray in the car. And we'll we'll look for an opportunity to uh, connect with a family member maybe who doesn't know Christ. And so uh, that's just one of the advantages I think. Another one of the advantages we have as husband and wife. And then one final challenge is to put your uh, put the gospel on display through your marriage. And this, the whole sermon from the weekend was about go and share. And make sure it's biblical and you're not leaving anything out. And, and that's, that is great. Let's talk about doing that. But I also want you to pause and consider, does your marriage communicate the gospel? Does your marriage display the gospel? What does your marriage say about The gospel to your kids and to your neighbors and to the watching world husbands are you showing the love of christ to people that are watching christ laid his life down for the church he offered himself up for the um the good of the church and his love was sacrificial, it was faithful, it was relentless, it was consistent, and it was very visible. And so I just, I want to think through, man, if we're going out and sharing the gospel, what are our actions saying? What are our lives saying? We can say all these things with our words, but let's make sure our marriages and the way we love each other confirms that message that we're speaking with our mouths. Wives, are you loving your husbands in a way that um, in adorns the gospel? Are you loving your husbands in a way that um, demonstrates that you believe God's word to be true? I just think of so many conversations you can find yourself in, wives, uh, when you are on the street corner, kids are riding bikes or whatever, talking with other um, moms or, or wives on your block, and just the, the opportunities that are there too talk bad about your husband. I just I think that is the kind of thing that happens a lot um, with uh, different wives when they get together and for you to speak up and say something positive, something uh, uplifting about your husband in his absence can really put this sort of gospel love on display to your neighbors that are watching. I think Bethany's done a really good job of that and uh, she really tries to Uh, represent Christ in her relationships with other women and so there's a lot of different applications for this but I just want to challenge you to make your marriage one that visibly shows sacrificial love and the beauty of a transformed life so Um, there's two extra questions that I want to put out there for you to talk about. Uh, The first is just, this could be a recurring question. If you listen to the podcast, that's just like extra marriage-related content. If you found anything helpful, you can share it with your group or talk about something in there. But look at number two. How can you do a better job of putting the gospel on display through your marriage? There's probably a thousand ways that you could if we were to sit down for a long time and brainstorm. But take a few minutes and think through what's, What is one or two or three things you can do um, to better display the gospel through your marriage? Let's pray. God, thank you for this night. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about these things. It's a privilege and we're thankful. God, I pray that this time would be well spent, that we would have good conversations about things that matter. We know there's a lot of different things we could talk about on a Thursday night, a lot of different places we could be. But God, we're thankful that you've brought us here to this place and given us the opportunity and the commission to talk about these things. And so I pray that it would be fruitful. In Jesus' name, amen.